I'm your host, Aaron Groves, and welcome to the Pop Podcast. Hello, everyone. I was going to sing, I am back. Welcome to the Pop Podcast. I am solo in the studio today. And I am in a great mood. I woke up this morning. I did not run. I had an off day. I'm recording this on a Friday. I had a great conversation with a soon-to-be mentor of mine, or I guess she is a mentor currently. Um, But I am excited because I have not gotten on here and done a solo episode in what feels like quite some time. And I feel like I have a lot of life updates. So there's three big life updates that I want to touch on or three segments, if you will, to this uh, podcast. The first one is your girl is no longer unemployed. She has a job by the time this job will launch, or by the time this podcast will launch, I can't talk, uh, I will be employed. So the last three and a half months, I have obviously not had a job. And I wanted to touch on this because for someone that's out there listening. I've had so many people reach out to say they lost their jobs. The first week I remember texting uh, this guy at the time and I was like, this job ruined my life. Like I was a hot mess express. That is the opposite of the truth. I feel like I thrived during this three and a half months off. I haven't since I started working back when I was 16, took time off of work in general. Even in college, I was working full-time. I had multiple jobs. And this three months was just a period of stillness. It was such a good reset, not only for my physical body and get getting back into running, but so much in my mental body and my mental health, and especially within spirituality. I think the biggest thing that I learned about myself was just my attachment to my career. And I think it's because I thought that that was one of those things in my life that I could control. The harder you work at it, kind of the athlete mentality, like the harder you work at it, the better you're going to be, the more successful you're going to be. And well, hard work and I'll never, I know Mike's probably like, LOL, uh, but I always believe in hard work and putting yourself out there and building relationships, but I don't think that I had a healthy level of balance or a healthy attachment to it. And I think this time off really illuminated that and it just showed me that it's okay to take time off for yourself and it's actually more beneficial at times to get you where you want to be and I read a lot of books and I have my oracle cards and a lot of them were just talking about like rest is the most important part of growth. And if you don't take that time to slow down and be still and be present, it's hard for you to get to where you want to go. And that just rings so true. So if you're in a transition period right now, I mean, the season was truly incredible. I was making a joke that I would love to be a stay-at-home mom. Obviously, I don't think that would suit me and I am single, uh, but that was kind of my joke during the time. But I feel like outside of reading, I did come up with a new business idea, which I'm going to share with you guys and walk through that story. But I really enjoyed it. And as excited as I am to get back into the workforce and work for this new company that fits me perfectly, I feel that it was such a good time just to reset. And I am now 
more thankful than ever for that time off. So that is the first part. The second part is, yes, I did get a new job. I'm working, the company is called New Chip. It's an accelerator actually for founders, um, early stage seed. And then A, I want to say, I feel like I'm saying this wrong. I have a lot to learn, um, but it's all startup founders from all over the world that are looking to get funding eventually. So I basically, my job is to sell to those founders, which is ironic because that's what I want to be and that's who I want to be. And I'm going to give a little backstory of how I found this job because this is another sign that what's meant to be will be. So how I found this job is a very unique story. So I didn't have, obviously, it was like seven or eight weeks into the job, not having a job. And I was recording all these episodes. I was reaching out to obviously people I know to be on the podcast and just networking and bouncing ideas off of people because I've found all of my jobs through friends or relationships that I've had. And so I was bouncing an idea off of Sarah, shout Sarah, uh, and met her at Clean Juice. And we sat down, we were talking about this idea that I was bouncing off her. And she was asking me like, hey, what do you want to do in your next job? And I was like, I know I want to be around entrepreneurs. I know I want to be in the VC startup world because I really want to learn the ins and outs of that for when I go down that path. Most importantly, like what not to do, uh, raising money. Like I just wanted to learn that entire world because that's what I'm fascinated with. And I know what I'm good at, which is sales, relationship building, networking, all that type of stuff. And so she was like, there's this really cool role. Uh, It's called investor relations. This is kind of high level what it is. And maybe this is potentially something that you would want to do. And I was like, okay, I would love to be on Shark Tank, like have a product, pitch it, get belittled. You know, the whole situation, (laughs) not get belittled. Uh, That was a joke. Um, But anyways, so she said this. I'm taking notes. And I immediately went in my car once I left and typed an investor relations into LinkedIn. And once I did that, new chip, the company popped up. And I was like, oh my gosh, let me look at this. It's in Austin. The headquarters are in Austin. I'm moving to Austin. That's the first synchronicity. The second synchronicity was when I clicked on it, they had account executive roles. I was not qualified in, in the slightest to be in investor relations. I had no investment banking experience, but I do have a sales background. And so I looked at it. I qualified for everything that they had qualifications for. And in the bio, it literally said, we want the crazy ones that want to be on Shark Tank. And this is where some people think I'm crazy, but I had literally just verbatim said to her every single thing that I wanted in a job and right in that description, it was right in front of me. And I knew in that second, like, this is the job that I'm going to have. I don't know how I'm going to get there. I'm going to apply. That's exactly what I did. I went home. I revised my resume. I applied. I even made a silly video. Don't go on Vimeo or whatever that's called. It's a hot mess express of the video. Anyways, maybe I'll post that on an Instagram story as a sneak peek. But fast forward two weeks later, I had not heard from this job. I was like, what's going on? Of course, my mom's like, Aaron, you need a job. You need some insurance. Like, let's get let's get the uh, buggy moving here. And so I was like, okay, let me go to LinkedIn. And when I went on LinkedIn, I had two mutual connections. One of the girls I was friends with through another mutual friend. And so I just screenshotted it and I sent it to her. And I was like, hey, I'm applying to this job, blah, blah, blah. And she was like, oh my gosh, I can put in a recommendation. Like, 
this would be awesome. I'll help you get to this job. And so she put in a recommendation and within a week I had an interview and then two weeks I had a job. And so this is just your reminder that sometimes action is reaching out to your contacts. It's communicating with people. This girl I knew through a mutual friend, we weren't really good friends, um, but we were acquaintances. And once I saw that, I was like, oh my gosh, this is a no brainer. And 99.9% of people are happy to help. Like if you reach out to me, you're like, oh, I want to work where you work. Like more than happy to try to get you a job if it's aligned and something that you want to do. So I wanted to share that story because you never know when you're going to a need a relationship. And so I obviously always treat people how I want to be treated because you never know who's going to be your next boss. Uh, But also that what's meant to be will be for you. And I always kind of knew I would get a job through mutual friends because that's how I've gotten all my other jobs. But that is how I found my job. So I will be hearing a lot of founders with their business ideas, which I'm super excited for. And I'll definitely do episodes on that and just my experience and what I've learned about obviously the startup space and Austin as we go through. So that is number two on the new job and how I found it and how I knew it was right. I just got really clear on what I knew I wanted in a job. And then that opened the floodgates for what was meant for me. So that is the second one. The third one, which people are probably most excited about, I am still moving to Austin. I just booked the movers. So I will be leaving towards the end of January, which is very sad, but we're not going to focus on that. So dun da da how I came up with a business idea. I'm going to walk you guys through every single step of the way because I now know why people say starting a business is hard. I do like to preface this by saying the actual, it's not hard work. It's just work that you haven't done before. So a website, a lawyer, a trademark, a Shopify. In my case, I needed to find, I needed to source products to put it in. It's going to be a box. It's going to be a subscription box. So that is what's going to be launching. I just had a very interesting conversation today that I think changed the landscape a little bit of exactly what this box is going to be. But a health and wellness subscription box is what's going to be the business that I am pursuing. And The how I got here is the most important part, especially for someone that wants to start something or anything, but they feel like they have a cluster of ideas and they have no idea where to start. Kalina, that was on my podcast, her episode was incredible. After the episode, she is a coach and she's gone through this entrepreneurship and I was doing my normal thing of just blabbing and talking and you know you know me you all listen to me and telling her about all these ideas my frustrations and she was like a few things first you're looking external for an idea it's not external it's internal b what do people say about you what are things that your coworkers your friends your people say about you what's something that you're really good at c what are you interested in like what do you love to do and i was like okay the first one you're probably correct she's like you're looking at Amazon or you have all these ideas, but like it's not anything that's going to stick because it's more financial gain. Like you need something that you can work on for 10 years and that's passion driven and that's love driven or it's not going to go that far. 
So I was like, okay. And then once she said the second thing, she was like, what do people say about you? Like, what do people ask about you? And the first thing that came to mind was like, at every single one of my jobs, everyone always was like, you have the best snacks. Like you always find the healthy options to everything, which is true. Like dairy-free cream cheese, I find at like every single healthy alternative, I'm always coming up with it. It doesn't matter if it's a, from a flour to a chocolate chip, anything and everything, I'm always figuring it out. And she was like, you also need to say, is there actually a problem that exists out there? And I was like, Yes, my own problem. I have to go to 17 different grocery stores to get all of the things I want. Like on average, I probably go to three different grocery stores. It's such a pain. And most of the time I have to go to one grocery store to get produce and everything. And then I have to go to another one to get snacks. And then I have to go to another one to get like specific baking ingredients or a specific snack that I want that's not at the other place. And so all of those kind of combined together. And I was like, okay, I knew I wanted to be in health and wellness. I love all things snacks and that's what people want from me. I've interviewed a lot of CPG founders and some of them were the ones that I connected to and have built personal relationships with, shout out Audrey and Eileen, that I still text and talk to on a reoccurring basis. Like we're actually friends and then the fourth thing was that I knew I wanted monthly recurring revenue for obvious reasons. And I knew I wanted to get into a service-based business from the start. I don't know why, but Gina Wickman's book, that's what I wrote down. Like, I want something that's reoccurring every month and I want something that's a service-based and most services are recurring every month. So that's how I came up with the idea of the health and wellness subscription box I'm not going to say the name yet because it's not trademarked. And so as much as I trust you all, I also know that there's some people out there that like to trademark big celebrities names so that they can't trademark it, which is very bizarre. People are crazy. So I am not going to share the name, but that is how I came up with the idea. And I'm super excited about it. I felt like it was just so aligned with what I want to do. And obviously I know it's going to evolve and change and there's going to be a lot of pivots along the way. Um, but I am super excited about it and I feel like I'm finally moving in the direction that I alluded to. So another thing, this can be the final thing and then I'll wrap up this episode. I've been talking for forever, but when you put things out into the universe, they come back to you in tenfold. And I still remember when I sat in this room and I did a solo episode about how I wanted to move to Austin and how I wanted to start a business. And nothing happened in the first days or the first weeks. But the time since then that I said that and now December, I feel like my entire world has changed. I stopped drinking, which I guess I could touch on that a little bit uh, at the end and then I'll really wrap up. Um, but I like stopped drinking. I went extremely inward. I focused on myself a lot, balancing myself out, getting out of that attachment with work and like this attachment to career. And I started to align with <clears throat> my highest good and what I knew I wanted for myself. And so it's just, again, like another reminder that all the answers are within you and whatever you're wanting to go after, whatever you're wanting to start, 
whatever you're wanting to stop, it really all starts with you and that clarity is inside of you. And it's up to you to tune out the noise on social media to maybe turn off the podcast for a little bit and just ask yourself all of these questions of like, what do I want? Where do I want to go? What do I want to create? If it could be successful in an ideal world, like this is what I would create. Just ask yourself all those types of questions and journal about it and it'll help you get to where you want to go. And the funniest part about this entire thing was that people are right. My hairstylist said it's going to come to you after an episode. It literally came to me right after an episode. And someone else told me that it's going to be very obvious once it comes to you. It's going to piece together everything that you've gone through in your life. And to a T, y'all, all the CPG founders that I loved, my need and want for a monthly reoccurring service to be in the service space, my passion and obsession, probably a little bit too much with health and wellness. So that thing that you're wanting to create or the thing that you're wanting to put out in the universe is going to come to you. And if I am not the reminder that it's going to come when it's meant to and you can't force it, and I have had to learn the hard way that lesson multiple times. So don't force it. Allow yourself to be do the work, listen to yourself and keep a very open mind because you don't know how it's going to come in or when it's going to come in. And I think that's something that we all can resonate with, whether it's business or whether it's personal. So that is that. And I, the last thing that I will touch on, I feel like I'm talking very fast today. You all are probably like you talk this fast every day. Just trying to get my point across. Um, the last thing that I'm going to talk about is why I gave up drinking. So is actually, it's not a funny story. It's just my black and white mind. Obviously, I got laid off of my job. I didn't have an income outside of a severance and a savings account. I didn't really have a desire when I was sad to go out and drink. I'm not a sad drinker. Like I only drink when I want to have fun. I'm not into negative energy when I go out. And so obviously, I needed to save money. And I've kind of been thinking about just giving up drinking. I don't know. I just had this weird like urge that I needed to give up drinking. And so one day I just was like, you know what? I'm going to stop drinking. And it's been about three months since I started drinking by the time this episode comes out. And I will say there's been a lot of positive effects. I feel like my skin has gotten better, but I don't know if that's because of not drinking or just because I'm happier. Like I'm overall just a happier person. I'm back to running again. I feel like my health is in the right spot. I have energy. I'm not stressed out about work. I'm not coming from a place of fear anymore. Like I feel like I'm just overall in a better headspace. I definitely have more energy. My mom noticed that over Thanksgiving. She said that I was being very energetic, more so than usual. And I don't have the downtime with alcohol. Like you just don't have the hangover. You don't have the scaries. I felt like I've been clearer, if that makes sense. Like my mindset and my intentions and the things that I set, I feel like just come to me clearer and flow to me a little bit clearer. Maybe that's spiritual, but I just feel like that's been my overall experience with giving up alcohol and I don't think I'm 
going to give it up for forever. Like I know I'll probably have a drink again. I do think when you give something up, it kind of just switches your perspective on it and obviously not needing it to have fun or feeling like you have to drink to be in certain friend groups or go out and do certain things. So I've really liked it. I feel like it's taught me a lot about myself. And honestly, I've never been the biggest drinker. I like to have a good time, but I'm not someone that just drinks just to drink. So for me, I don't think it was that big of an ask. Neither one of my parents drank. I don't I think my dad has drank like five times in his life. And I'm very much like my dad. So I feel like that's maybe genetically where I get it from. But if you are thinking about going dry in January, I definitely encourage it, even if it's just for 30 days to see how you feel. Notice how your body responds to it. Notice how more productive you are. You're training for something. I know for me, I was training for a half marathon. So I wanted to be at top notch uh, athletic ability to run that half marathon. So that's my little hiatus on not drinking. I'm happy with my decision. This week I've been craving a margarita, but I told myself I can't until after half marathon and then we'll reevaluate then. So I just threw a lot at you guys. She doesn't drink. She got a new job. She's moving to a new city and she's launching a business. So all good things to come. And I'm going to take you all through the entire journey of launching a business. The next episode will be more detailed about it. The timeline is within the next few months. Uh, There's a lot of details that you need to iron out that I thought could go a lot faster, Uh, but it just takes time. And as I'm telling myself, there's no rush. So that's what's to come on the podcast. And other than that, it's time for me to be quiet and say what I'm grateful for. I am grateful for Dallas. I feel like this week I got more sad or just had an overwhelming feeling of gratitude for the city and everything that it's given me over the last few years, the relationships, the growth, everything, uh, that it's provided for me, the studio, the podcast, the business idea. I feel like so much of my life uh, has completely transformed over the last four years. And it definitely would not be that if I had not moved to this city. So I am grateful for my time here. I hope everyone has a fabulous rest of your week. And I will be back with another guest on Monday. Toodles. Boodles.